Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Story Break, the Writer's Room podcast where three, two healthy and one mildly sick, uh, professionals, Hollywood professionals have I thought you were going to talk hour. about my general weight problems when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, Ray's going to fucking go in and hard at the hard. Have, have an, we have an hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. I am your sniffly host, Freddie Wong. I'm Will Campos, an anxious, anxious screenwriter. <laughs> I'm Matt Arnold, a hungry, hungry boy first and foremost, and a writer-director second. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, boys? This week, everyone's favorite, second favorite, marble-based uh, plastic board game. What's the first favorite? Uh, Crossfire, obviously. <laughs> oh, Crossfire sucks compared to Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yo, Spoiler off, alert, dude, we're doing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Dude... Is Crossfire's just is Crossfire just reverse Hungry Hungry Hippos? Holy shit! Because it's like it's someone took Hungry Hungry Hippos and was like, what if the hippos were barfing the marbles out as opposed to shooting the eating the marbles? Cross- up? And it was taking place in a twenty fourth century futuristic battle arena. Crossfire was like, what if we got Hungry Hungry Hippos? Got rid of those two friends you don't want to play with and had less marbles. <laughs> hungry Hungry Hippos, yeah. For All those right. of for those of us unfamiliar with this classic of childhood gaming tabletop gaming will hungry hungry hippos is a tabletop game made for two to four players produced by hasbro uh so basically it's a board game where there's four hippos everyone controls a hippo there's a bunch of marbles bouncing around and you just slap your hippo over and over again so that it will try to gobble up all the marbles and the one who eats the most marbles wins i think that's what uh that's what an amateur player thinks they just <laughs> haphazardly slap the the thing there's also there's another little trigger on the right which is how you launch the marbles into the center and how hard you hit that will also be how hard you launch it it's all about getting the rhythm of launching the marble and then opening your mouth at the same time so it's kind of like a pop pop what do you would you launch the marble yeah you launch the marble so everybody's got a there's a row of marbos mar marbos marbles uh, there's a row of marlboros <laughs> it's called cigarette cigarette, cigarette <laughs> hippos and they got smoke as many <laughs> cigarettes as they can all right um, let's focus okay let's so anyways yes you actually do each person you have a little trigger and you launch the marbles in what is the thing that sh- do they all have guns like what is in the fiction like what are they no, shooting it's just, I don't know I think that's just like food I think you as a as the gamer are playing both the hippo and the environment and you okay. are launching the food. <laughs> Into the so it's got PvP and PvE yeah, at the same time. It's a pretty <laughs> groundbreaking game when you think about it. All right, we're starting the clock. So there was people might remember there was a good song. Should we play the song or should I sing it? I think you need to sing it. Um, I don't know what the beat is. I'll just try. It. And I don't have any... <laughs> okay, Kanye, you don't need to um, have the beat behind it's you. It's a race. It's a chase. Hurry up and feed their face. Who will win? No one knows. Feed the hungry, hungry hippos. I had the extra hungry because I'm pretty sure that sounded better, right? Than feed the hungry hippos. Feed no. the. Hu- it says feed the hungry hip hippos. Oh, who will win? No one knows. Feed the hungry hip hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. Open up and there it goes. All right. Then they updated it in 1980, oh and that God. song is, For the love if you want to win the game, you've got to take good aim and get the most marbles with your hippo, playing Hungry Hungry Hippos, Hungry needed, Hungry Hippos. They needed some more clarification from the gameplay standpoint. They're like, we need at least another two lines explaining how the hell to play this shit. 
Well, you know what's weird is the original song is like feed the hippos. So it's like you would like a kid would think like, so am I a zookeeper feeding hippos? And then the second one's like, no, you are the hippo. Yeah, you're the this hippo. is your hippo. Oh, so I will say this is that um, Hungry Hungry Hippos is part of this the- This breakfast. No, it's part of the Elephant and Friends banner along with Elephant, Mousetrap, and Gator Golf. So this could be the first movie in a, in little, a franchise, in a, baby. A little board game multiverse. That's well, all I'm gonna say. Let's make this a good movie first, kind of like they did with Iron Man, <laughs> and then we'll have a little hint uh, to Gator Golf because of those Gator Golf is definitely the most. Gator right Golf sounds. Great. I mean, what um, could be greater than golf with a gator when you're playing Gator Golf? <laughs> yep. So in terms of like the feel of it, it is like everybody's sitting around. You're holding your hands above the little marble thing, and then it's uh-huh. like three, two, one, and then it's just fucking madness. It's chaos, right? It's just. It is a good job of making you feel like what you're supposed to be playing. Because you feel like a ravenous, insane beast just trying to <laughs> gobble up the marbles without even understanding what you're eating or what you're doing. And then you just, when it's all over, you all just like gasp and you look down and you just desperately count your marbles to see who won. In this way, there's a good metaphor for American capitalism. Yes. That's oh, what, boy. That's, that's going to be about. So what I do like is that um, there were names, but I don't care about those ones. The names that are good. In 2009, they renamed them. The Hippos. Yeah, the the four hippos. Um, And what they are is Sweetie, Bottomless, Veggie, and Picky, which I like because that kind of expresses at least some sort of personality with all of them. Sweet Potamus being the last name. Oh, shit, that's very good. It's Sweetie Potamus, Bottomless Potamus. Bottomless uh, Potamus. Veggie Potamus, and um, what was the fourth one? Picky. Picky Potamus. So are they a family? It sounds like they're a family. So this is like four kids that need to learn to share. Oh. oh, and that's what a lot of ninety-minute movies are based on. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good go-to theme sharing. Yeah. Um, that's, what is the conflict? What is our kick? How does it kick off? You know what I mean? Are they just hungry the whole time? And it's just they're trying to get food. You know, is so, it an insatiable appetite? Kung Fu Panda. He was like hungry boy. It's true. Kung that's Fu like Panda. His main thing, like just a very hungry boy. Yeah, but you're talking about like a Kung Fu Panda that's like all pose. <laughs> it's all pose, pose and no. Eat, and they eat the whole time. <laughs> Maybe okay. Do you do like it's four hippos that just love to eat? Yeah, and then but it's like kind of like a it's a metaphor for consumption and environmentalism. Also a popular theme for ninety minute kids movies. <laughs> love it. Like could you do like a fern gully kind of heat on mm. it where like they realize that their appetites are destroying the rainforest and they need to live in balance. Feels but- a little bit. Feels preachy. A little, feels a little bit preachy for us humans to make a movie about poor old hippos. Be like, you fucks are eating too much grass and are hurting the land. No, but, but what are the like, marbles? What are the marbles? So but, but, eat, but bear with yeah. me. Bear with me. But it's like imagine that, like again, the hippos are a metaphor for man. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It just feels like a very human because th- you could also take an angle. You know, if we we're going to look at ourselves, where the hippos are hungry because man is taking away their environment. Okay, so there's like an evil capitalist. Well, yeah, because what you're suggesting. Thing is that in Fern Gully, instead of John Deere and humans being the problem, is the little Fern Gully people who are eating too much. <laughs> Ayn Rand's <laughs> Fern Gully. <laughs> um, I was looking at what do hippos eat, and it looks like they eat aquatic plants. They prefer short, creepy grass, creeping, creepy grass, creeping grass, and small green What did you shoots. think? Let me ask you this. When you played that game and you were just... I definitely thought it was like apples. Going. Apples. Like fruits. <laughs> Interesting. Fruits. Yeah. They're so hippos aren't carnivorous. No. So why is one of them called veggie hippo? Aren't they all veggie hippos? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're so pretentious. You're not that so special. pretentious. I thought they were gumballs. 
for anyone keeping track. <laughs> Gumballs. Because there's this Japanese set of gums that look a lot like them, and I love them. Okay, now know. what if the white balls were, like, what if it's, Candy. Like, no, yeah, but what if it's, like, a, do you remember what the gods must be crazy, and then, yeah, like, the, the, yeah. the Coke bottle falls yeah, from the yeah, sky? Yeah. Could you do, like, like the... the it's like the, the all Trident Gun Gum Corporation is <laughs> flying a plane of gumballs over the rainforest, and then like uh, I don't know, the Russian military shoots the plane down. Uh, yeah, so you do like okay, so like there's wacky accident. All the gumballs, wacky all the gumballs fall into the rainforest, and then the, the hippos are like, holy shit, these things take great, and it like upsets the equilibrium. And mm-hmm. now they're going after these gumballs. I don't it know. Like okay, wait. That could kind of like. Do you guys remember Operation Dumbo Drop? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah this yeah. is nothing like that. I don't know. Why I brought that up. <laughs> um, other than the fact that something falls out of an airplane. But if you're talking about like, yes, there's this um, Willy Wonka's airplane is delivering, and it drops one of their crates drops, and it's these delicious jawbreakers, and these hippos who eat grass all day taste these jawbreakers, and it turns into chaos. They all fight each other to yeah. eat them. They all get as much Starts as they a can. War. And then they're done. There's nothing left. And now they're obsessed with them, and they go on a journey together. They have to work together to go find where these jawbreakers came, came from. And they could be, like, maybe four hippos that, like, you know, don't go outside Once much. Well, I mean, they're outside all the time, but they don't go outside of their lake or wherever they stay all the time. This is going to be a way for them to get on the big wide oh. world. But then when they show up and see where the jawbreakers are, there'll be a little bit of the grass is always green on the other side. So a message when they go into the evil capitalist American culture. And they're Okay, 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 okay. So, all right. <laughs> So it's the four hippos, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do that. Their mom and dad were the king and queen of the jungle. <laughs> and then the mom and dad died. And from left lions. Who are now lions. the king and queen of the queen of They were the shot by poachers or whatever. Oh, or or they just, they're on a trip. They're one, they went on a cruise or something like that. Or they, uh, and yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing the hippos from like uh, Fantasia, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're basically like, they're these four hippos that frolic around and have a good time in the jungle, in the lagoon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, swimming around, just splashing each other. You know, like, they're kind of rambunctious. You know, they cause a lot of trouble. But it's like, again, this kind of peace, right? And it's like, you know, like, we're veggie hippos. We eat healthy. Like, you know, they're obeying the parents' rules, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's almost like a Garden of Eden type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then A Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. Hey. That's what it should be called. That's what I'm The Garden of Eden. And so then... I thought it being called Hungry, Hungry Hippos. No, not the Don't movie. Know the place, where they're Matt, from, the place. Oh. They're home. Okay. The Garden okay. of Eden. Okay, yes. Um, um, so that's why I call my kitchen. That's, yes. that's the same joke, but just <laughs> about your kitchen. <laughs> you can't know, but I got, I got, I, we came up with the joke. You can't just, if you're going to, you can't just substitute a new, a new like setup to the joke. I'm, that's not I'm, a new joke. It's called workshopping. Well, get on my level. All right. So they're in the garden of, garden of Eaton, yep. which is what I call my kitchen. <laughs> nice. New joke. Third joke. <laughs> Guys, when I go to the when I go to the produce section of the grocery store, you know what I call it? <laughs> what do you call it? Call the garden of Eden. <laughs> pretty wild little joke I came up with. <laughs> They're at the Garden of Eden nice. or, or soup plantation, <laughs> am I right? Hey! <laughs> so basically it's like, yes, the uh they have these rules they're supposed to follow. Like, you're supposed mm-hmm. to eat healthy, right? Like, the mom mm-hmm. and dad left them, like, a little chart of what to eat and not mm-hmm. eat, right? And it's like, eat plants. Don't eat weird shit that falls from the sky. <laughs> and then this crate falls from the sky, and it's full of these candy. white balls, yeah. these uh, the candy. 
and or they're marshmallows, let's say, right? And then so they eat like one of them, like um, it's Sweetie Potamus because she's yeah, got yeah, the yeah, sweet. Yeah, 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 sweet, um, yeah, yeah. I guess Sweetie doesn't have to be a girl. That's a little heteronormative of me. Um, a little hippo normative of me, <laughs> am I right? Uh, <laughs> Okay, so they eat the marshmallows, right? And it's like the tree of knowledge. It's like the fruit of knowledge, right? It's like, holy shit. And then they just, they tear through them. Kind of to your point, Matt. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, like these things are really, really good. We got to get more. Where are they? They get hooked, right? And the movie is kind of like a metaphor for candy, right? Like it's mm-hmm. about these, it's like about how kids, it's like teaching kids like, you know, hey man, like don't go too hog wild on that candy. Okay, so these hippos are like, you know, that that shit that dropped from the sky was awesome. Yeah, we got to go find more of that. Why would we eat grass? Oh, you know what it is? Okay, it's also a little bit of a lesson of like, they just instantly forget where they came from. It's like, yo, grass sucks. This is like I never like hey, the bird. Your home sucks. Well, this okay. candy's better. I'm leaving this joint. They're like, but what about your friends? What about all the grass? The grass used to be good enough for you. And it's that endless because like once you get something better, you can't go back. They got that taste. And they're gonna leave their home just for some candy because yeah. they're so hungry. Yeah. I'm in my head I'm seeing some kind of like New York industrialist candy magnet being like, These hippos are what we need for this advertising campaign. You These oh, hippos shit. are sensational. Oh shit. Like okay, a PT Barnum Here we go. Yeah. Here's where the next heat is. It's like how long are you gonna fucking follow hippos going through a forest? Be like, where's my they job? They go to the big That's city. Not a fucking yeah. movie. They go to the they go to New York City. Now, Freddie knows this. Mm. This uh this uh radio lab. Mm. We were supposed to eat hippo meat. We were supposed to eat it. Holy the, shit. In the oh, ni- shit. Okay. In the I'm, 1920s. I believe it was in the 1920s, right? Well, so we, we had a problem, which was like, dang, we got to feed ourselves. And there's a lot of land in Florida. There's a lot stuff of useless-ass land in the, in the, in the marshlands. That we can't raise south. cows or chickens. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they're in Africa, and they saw these hippos. And they're like, big, lots of meat. This is perfect. There's even, you can even Vegetarians, find- like, it's pretty easy to raise. They could, we could do it. Yeah. And then you they can even eat vegetarians. They eat vegetarians. vegetarians. But you can literally find like posters of like famous actors and actresses in that time period, like taking a bite and be like, "Hippo, it tastes better than pork," and stuff like that. They were making this big push, and they were going to buy hippos and start breeding hippos all over Florida and shit. And that was going to be our cow meat. Like we were going to have more hippo meat than cow meat. Um, and literally, the only reason it fell apart was just like the lack of instant communication. It's some weird thing where like it was literally getting voted on in Congress, but it was like I forget exactly what the story is. But essentially, it's like. One person, like the lobbyist, was in Africa, and then he missed the meeting and all this stuff, and then it just never happened. But you could do this. It's it like was a 1910. There's a meat shortage, peak years of immigration, cities were going huge, meat industry is getting bigger and uglier. I'm reading off of uh, a Wired article about this. Mm. Um, and then also, we we conquered America. The frontiers are closed. So it's an identity crisis and a meat crisis. Because you could also get a little <laughs> bit of like the Pinocchio feel where like they go to the big city and this guy you know, takes them and is like, oh, I'll show you where the job breakers are. He's like, God, boys, I figured it out. Look at these look at these fat, delicious beasts. We'll really eat them up. And little do they know, they're, everybody's going to get hungry for them. <laughs> so. That's good. I like that. <laughs> it's also just the idea of like four hippos walking into like 1910s, like pre-depression New York is just a funny image to me. I like, okay, so yes, here's what, thematically, here's the stuff I like. Yeah. I like these four siblings who can't share and don't get along and are always ravenously gobbling everything up, yeah. right? Like the, and then they get the taste, right? Like one of them tastes the forbidden fruit and all of them do, right? And again, the parents have been like, we have, there's only one rule when we're gone, which is only eat grass, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they're like, man, I'm sick of grass. I want to eat something else. And then they see the, the stuff fall from the sky or whatever, yeah. right? So I like that they're on this journey. I like that they don't really respect home or family or sharing these are yeah. values they're going to learn. I like that they always they never really get along with each other, but now they're going to have to all work together to go get 
Um, delicious jawbreakers. Delicious jawbreakers, and they are so they go to the big city because they 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 see the return address on the uh, on the crate on the New crate, York City, and there's like a wise owl or like a <clears throat> now a, is this like Paddington? Like, do they just like stand up on two legs and then walk onto a boat? Uh, yeah, I think they like maybe they're all disguised as humans, but it's like bad oh, disguises. That's so good. Did you see um, Sean the? Sean the Sheep, yes. Okay, I think that's sort of style. Like, I didn't they don't... see Sean the Sheep. Okay, it's it, it. it's Paddington. If Paddington didn't speak English, but like they can, they stand up and they pretend to be human and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. animals. Like okay, so then there's oh, a... you gotta have the, in Sean the Sheep. They have this character, but when he gets there, there's some like big game, old school like Jumanji like poacher who's like, I think those are hippos. <laughs> in 1910, do you do an element where just nobody knows what a hippo is? They just think they're weird people. <laughs> they're just like, oh, those four weird people. <laughs> You could go off of that. Like, we were all idiots in 1910. What are you talking about? I'm just really imagining them standing up with, like, coats and, like, you know, fedoras, like, standing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, yeah. like, yeah. It's the hippo, like, in, you know, like, they're, they're um, in, you know, like, dr- fancy dresses. Like, one yeah. of them has the jawbreakers as a pearl necklace. <laughs> definitely doing one of them seeing pearls and thinking that it's jaws. Oh, that's very Jawbreakers, good. and they go in and gobble them all up yeah. and leave. And wait, they're wait, like, wait. This, this those is- weren't that at all. And then the cops are like, it's the biggest pearl heist of the century. No, that's the, that's the, that's the like, old-timey, like, Additional complications. They go to like the Natural History Museum, and it's like the world's greatest pearl, like farm from South. And then they accidentally eat it, and they're like the pearl heist. Yeah, exactly. No, okay. Definitely the mayor's wife. And then the mayor's like, "You were touching my wife." And it's like then the police are like, "You you stole the pearls or whatever," and they get in trouble. And it's because they're too hungry. I like one of them eating a big fancy pearl. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Very good. You have like an Inspector Clouseau-esque detective. Or like there was a gang of criminals that were trying to steal the pearl, or and they're trying like to that. kill one of them now because it's like it's in that hippo. It's too bad they're brother, they're all brothers and sisters because you could do like a fun little lady and trap moment where they both have one side of a pearl necklace and they're like, guess. All right, these I'll four let... siblings, their parents are away. They're going on a fun vacation. Yeah, and they're like, you you're all old enough to take care of yourselves. You're definitely matured. You are not the ravenous little kids that we you know were raising for the last however long hippos live and they leave and instantly they prove their parents wrong yeah and they're just they're crazy they're messing up the whole lake all the other all the neighbors are like oh my god we're in the parents coming back these four hungry hungry hippos are the scourge of this neighborhood um and uh and freddie's leaving so oh well i've been sick so i've been drinking a lot of fluids <laughs> all, right, all right all right matt what's the secret word this week for when freddie gets back that's going to be the secret word that's like you and i know it means that like we're telling the audience that freddie eats poop like what's the word that means <laughs> freddie eats, Freddy eats poop i'm gonna take a sip of this mug Every time we say I'm going to take a sip of this mug, it means Freddie eats poop. Okay. Okay. So then Freddie's back. Everyone, hey Freddie, how you doing? You ever do the thing where you like in a rush and you like flush at the same time and then you try and beat the flush? (laughs) (laughs) Where were we? We were. What happens when the when the jawbreakers come? So the here's what again. It's like this: the parents set up this rule. They're like, only eat grass. Like you guys got to like don't get rowdy while we're away, right? Freddie, why don't you ever take a sip from these mugs? I'm yeah, why don't you take a sip right from the mug? Like you've got us mugs Matt, and you're not taking Matt a sip from Matt sips mug. from his mug. I sip from my mug. Why haven't you sipped from your mug yet? I can pour the Gatorade. <sighs> pour the Gatorade in the mug and take a sip from your mug. You know, we know you like taking a sip from mug. Just Gatorade gives you that good mouth feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Yeah, sipping from a mug gives you good mouth feel, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. Oh, quality. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Is that what you sound like when you take a sip from a mug? Yeah, you always got to do that. <laughs> 
Okay, end okay, of act one. Focus. Okay, jawbreakers fall. Yep. These hungry, hungry hippos. They Can't eat remember. them. They get crazy for it. They get yes. crazy for the taste. Do they of the share right away? No, they, this thing breaks open. There's they tons all of look. jawbreakers. Yeah, you yeah. get your first overhead of all four of them just eating all the jawbreakers, and then you get to that long shot where they're all just trying well, to chew it's, them. I think you it have sounds it. like rocks in their teeth. You know, like I think you. Ha- I think you have that first like um you have that first kind of like standoff right because it's like who's gonna break mom and dad's rules first oh, right yeah. and it's like if Pickypotamus eats one then like someone will have eaten one so then mm. I can eat one like and then like you know we'll just like you know, like so it's everyone's waiting and then someone so we all have first. had one and then they're like wait but now I can get as many as I want one yeah. of them is wet and it's covered in a bunch of grass and they're like oh I'm just gonna eat this grass something stuck to it yeah. oops and they eat it like <gasps> and then they yeah separately each one of them eats one in secret <laughs> and then they all get the crazy taste and they all descend on this pile of yeah. uh does it oh. turn them? Does it turn them ravenous? Yes. Act one ends with the jawbreakers showing up, yeah. right? Like, and then act two is: do we eat or not eat the jawbreakers? They yeah. eat the jawbreakers, they devour them. They're like, we got to get more jawbreakers. All right, truce. No yeah. eating stuff while the other people aren't eating. Like, we all got to work together. We all have now. to eat yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they all ate so many of them so quickly they couldn't even enjoy them. And then they all look and there's none left and they see one in the middle and they all stare at each other and yeah. they all start arguing about who should get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even taste them. I, I want to taste them. They're like, well, that's because you eat too fast or whatever. And then oh. a bird flies and picks it up and neither of them get that final taste. So it's that energy of like, well, I needed one more. Or they need like, like the, the one that's left is like there's like an animal with a really good sense of smell mm-hmm. and they need to give it to the animal with the sense of smell so that he can smell it and show oh. them the way to more of them. Do you know what I mean? So they all have to work together with this last one. They all have to overcome their own base desire to devour it and work together to find more. Yeah. Do you want to bring another creature into this? I mean, it's just like, imagine it's like the wise old nose owl and it's like this owl with a big nose that smells <laughs> it and it's like, you have to go north. Like, Smelly owl. Is, is he must... with him for the whole time? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. He's just like the, he's just like the gatekeeper that sends them into, you know, the next part of the movie. Okay. Yeah, because um, they also like, yeah, they look and they're like, because the funny thing could also be like, they're like, oh, or it's another you? hippo called Smelly Hippo. <laughs> I was gonna say they're like, oh, we got, where'd that plane go? There's a big metal bird that flew overhead. We got to find it, and then you get that fun shot where they're like, we gotta get to high ground. The hippos are climbing a tree. And you're like, I've never seen a hippo climb a tree. That's really funny. And they get to the top, and the tree bends because they're so fat, and they can't see over the top. And the kids are laughing, and then the tree flips, and it hits one of them in the butt, and the hippo farts. Holy shit, this movie's going to be 90 minutes. This is great. (laughs) Holy shit, this movie's going to be as long as a movie. Um, All right, so then they go to the big city to look for the the jawbreakers, right? Yep. Okay, so like, yeah, is that like, is there like much of a journey or they essentially get there? I think you do. Like, they're like, this white magic ball is from New York City and then they got to get on a boat to New York City. Okay, what's the funny way they pronounce New York City so you know they don't know what New York City is, but we know so we feel smart when they say it's stupid. It's a good, easy joke. You need these jokes in order to make this thing last 90 minutes. So how would they pronounce New York City, Will? Uh, They pronounce it New York City. New York City. New York City. Nice. They pronounce it. Not quite a trailer moment, but good <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about these four hippos. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because to me, it's like you also do like, they all go to the city. Each one of them is seduced by a different temptation in the yeah. city, right? Yes. Like each one of them has something that, you know, like they have their own white ball that they think is the, is the um. oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have a very stupid idea. Because I like that each one of them thinks a different white ball is, is, a thing. is the jawbreaker, right? Okay. And one of them sees the moon, and thinks that it's one of the jawbreakers like stuck in the sky. And then like somehow through a series of contrivances, he winds up launching into space. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. God. Uh, 
Because it's like, again, it's like the idea in terms of the messages that the movie is about. It's about sharing. It's about working together. It's about, you know, going off on your own is gonna is stupid. It's going to get you killed, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, again, I like one of them eating the pearl and getting embroiled in some sort of, like, detective caper. Another one... Um, sees again like a lady with a pearl necklace and is now trying to eat this lady <laughs> like and it's like a, i don't know um one of them sees the moon and the fourth one um i guess you know maybe it's like you don't want them all to be separate though you want them to be working yeah. together uh let's what are the names of, okay so we got sweetie potamus bottomless potamus veggie potamus and picky potamus yes. right so let's try to like what are the personalities here so sweetie potamus is the blue hippo who is maybe like wouldn't the, harm a fly but is also the one with that like real sweet tooth. Maybe Sweetie yeah. Potamus, like maybe Sweetie Potamus is the one who's like the Leonardo of the team, mm-hmm. the ringleader, uh, the ringleader who like acts like they're high and mighty, right? But then they're the <clears> first <throat> one to succumb to the temptation. Yeah, the, I feel like they'd be the one that the um, moral conscience. Yes, yeah, and, and Sweetie Potamus like, has a big old buck tooth, and like, what's that? It's my sweet tooth. <laughs> So, yes, and they would probably be the one that's, like, the most, like, not exactly wet blanket, but, like, oh, I don't know, we're going to get in trouble. The, the like, anxious one who's the yeah. most struggling with the moral quandary yeah. of to eat or not eat the jawbreakers. Bottomless just want to eat. Bottomless is the Michelangelo. Yeah. the Michelangelo. Yeah, but Bottomless wants to eat the moon. He's yeah. pure id, right? Yeah. Um, or Bottomless becomes the leader of the criminals who are doing the, the pearl heist because he just, he's like, and they're like, wow, this guy, no, that's gee, pick, boss. That's picky, are you kidding? The, he's like, oh, I only like the finest, most picky. Is, okay, uh, so Picky's a snob. Yeah, so he gets involved uh, in high, he likes high fashion and gets into all uh, that So then we got Picky and Veggie. Veggie's in the weed. The <laughs> weed hippo. You know, like as Veggie's a kid's movie. Veggie's could just be the weird one. Yeah, like they always you, have like one of the, like, like the, the surfer, spaz. like they're like Veggie is like the, the like oh, the, chill. The hippopotamus. Yes. God, if you will nice in cars there's like a stone there's, there's a stoner, stoner cars. car yeah there's a car that smokes weed in cars. yeah they're like oh, we're hippies and the exhaust pipe goes like that's a stoner joke Pixar. cool all right so you gotta do the you got your your hippopotami this you is... probably do two boys two girls oh you know what's great about that is that you can do the posters and each one has like their own poster and it's like the veggie ones like he puts the pot in hippopotamus <laughs> okay but Going past. I'm gonna take a sip of my. I'm gonna take a sip. You're taking a sip here. from your mug. Okay. Um. Um. But the look, like Paddington, they show up and then there's a story because they get <laughs> they like get taken in by a family and then it's about he's gonna be accepted or whatnot. Yes. True enough. Yes. This is like if the this is like if the if the marbles or the jawbreakers were like the one ring they just show up at Mordor <laughs> and somebody's like, yo, you want more of those rings so okay so we have uh, we have the beginnings of a hero's journey you have yeah. the sh- they show up they get hooked on the taste and now they're going to work together which is the kind of new thing they're actually going to act like siblings to each other yes. and work cooperate uh with the goal of getting more jawbreakers yes. and now the search for the jawbreakers begins what are these magical things um so the f- i mean again the first basic obstacle is like getting to where the plane which gets you to New York. What is the new challenge when they get there? What well, happens? they still have to figure out where they're... They're still looking for the jawbreakers. Sure, but right? I mean, it's at a certain point, whether or not they find... Whether or not they get on the same plane that the jawbreakers They will are, eventually they find, find them, out. They eventually that. find them where they're at. And I think that's What where stops the, them from... Because you can't just... It, it, <clears> yeah, like, they find them and then they discover what they are. Like, do they just keep liking jawbreakers or does could, it become about that... See, they, there's a whole world of abundance. This now movie they're in a city could where there's flip. food everywhere. This movie could flip. They could find the jawbreakers and then they become so ravenous for them it turns into a Godzilla movie and then it's like humans trying to fight off these four hippos they eat the city 
Oh, it's like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson rampage type thing. Yeah. Like, and we follow someone else. Or it's just a hard midpoint change where it's like, these hippos are killing the city, and it's like this World War One ace. No, has to like- actually, it's like they realize it's a little bit like the end of Cabin in the Woods. It's like, at their low point, you're like, oh, this is the low point where they're going to go back home. And their low point is like, we should destroy this society <laughs> that got us to this to be this ravenous, hungry hippos, and then they just fucking burn down. All right, I will zag for a second mm-hmm. that nice. you could do a movie where it's like the host, but the be- same exact beginning, like right. this shady candy company is dumping a bunch of its failed jawbreakers mm-hmm. in the jungle, right? Okay. Just because they got to get rid of them, mm-hmm. and then they've introduced this food to a local populace of of a hippo tribe, mm-hmm. and then the hippos eat them and get addicted to them, and then this horde of roided out, rage filled, hungry, hungry, hungry hippos descends on the city where the jawbreakers are. This made. is very good. Fuck the movie we're coming up with. That's <laughs> bullshit. Because here's what you do. Yes, because the feel of hungry is like I like the idea of people. The mystery is what the fuck do these hippos want? Because these hippos are looking. They're not looking for you know the delicious the delicious jawbreakers you can find at your normal grocery store. They're looking for this weird ass experimental shit mm-hmm. that were dumped in the forest or whatever or the jungles where they live, right? And they've tracked their way back to the city. So now these creatures are eating everything in sight, looking for this thing. So the characters like. That's the problem. Is like they don't know what they want. So people are like on their rooftop screaming, throwing everything they can at these hippos, and whatever they give them is not enough to satisfy them. Okay, like, so then you do like it's your it's like a Dante's Peak, and he's a environmental scientist, yeah. and she's an anti like one of those poaching poacher anti poacher people that chases a poaching them. poacher the a people, poacher 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 I poach poachers. Um, <laughs> and then she, at first it's like a joke, like, like I took I poach poachers, and then finally he's like, hey, you want to come back? Well, they do. Have have those like a, it's like a whole task force like a, like we want to come back to my place and there's like oh you're like oh finally this movie's gonna get a little sexy I've been waiting for this and then he walks in and she's it's like oh you want to see my trophies they're just separate heads. human heads he's like what the hell is this like I said it was a poacher poacher hell yeah nice. I mean if you were gonna do that then it would be like then the turn at the end is they realize they gotta play the hippos against each other like no, do you know what I mean end, it's like you don't blame the hippos they're like they're the final things gonna be like the mean general the you know the man is like we're gonna shoot these beautiful animals where they sleep and then the guy's like no okay. it's not their fault okay Okay. It's like Free Willy. And what they, if they... what if these are the two plots in the movie? Okay. What if we do like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we're so with it's like the goofy kids movie. And yes. And then so then the joke is like we're also with the humans who are like, is these these wacky hippos are just marauding, causing chaos okay. everywhere, right? And so then you're also cutting to like the serious scientist and like the girl that you know he's got a crush on or whatever, and they're like, My God, what could be causing this in the local hippopot- hippo population? And they don't realize that like the That's genius. Well, I love about that is like Freddy's been going off on One Punch Man because one yeah, thing he likes about is that they changed their like again anime does this thing where they can change animation styles like he can be this like super goofball then it gets like super intense and epic and they change it I like the idea that so this is kind of like that in that you're like following these cute hippos who just want this delicious jawbreakers and we're giving them and it's like a funny like like DreamWorks movie and then you're also doing this like Godzilla flick where it's like we gotta stop these hippos that are killing people yeah <laughs> exactly like it's this collision them. of like the two things right yes. where like you know it's like and it's the I think from like a kids movie perspective it's like the fun kids movie and the dumb adult Adults who don't understand what the yeah. fun kids movie is. Yeah, you know? it's obviously all like comedic. Like the the science stuff is almost like a parody of Godzilla. It's yeah, like yeah, but like this is series. your kind of subplot essentially. Okay. Yes. Is that fun? Yes. Yeah, it's fun. You would have a kid. Okay, I feel like it's a kid, um, or it could be a guy. But I feel like you want somebody who like 
who somebody knows who feels, the hippos? A Dwayne the Rock sympath- Johnson and Rampage hit. Yeah, somebody who sympathizes with the hippos when they come in. I'm a hippo behavioral all they're trying to psychologist. Do is save them. Yeah. <laughs> hippo behavioral psychologist. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. That's what it is. And he's a hippo. The, it's like this is he is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. And you do it's clearly Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's like a he's a hippo study. He, he studies hippos or whatever. He loves hippos. He's taken the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> oh my god. Which where he's forsworn to protect and preserve the hippo population. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll get a hippo and it's like a Johnny Bravo type guy essentially who's like like again like a sort of blown out version of Steve Irwin or like you know like a, like I commune with it. it's this person who thinks they have this special bond with nature but has no idea what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> oh and they <laughs> asked like what's your deal with hippos there's another d- dumb animal and it was like his parents were uh, my uh, parents were hippos <laughs> <laughs> His parents were also nature, uh, whatever, preservationists or whatever, and um, their boat capsized and they all drowned. But what saved him was a little hippo pulled him up from the ocean and he was saved by a hippo. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, he loved hippos. Nice. He was raised by a hippo. 15 minutes left, by the way. Let's try and square the circle. Okay, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. Oh, so it was somebody's. Should we get a name? Yeah, oh, yeah, get a name for our. Well, there's uh, somebody's birthday who kind of. I almost didn't want to give him the name because he kind of demanded it. He's like, it's my birthday, so you better use my name. But you know what? Fuck you, we're not using No, we're going to use your name. <laughs> yeah, who's the birthday? All right, who's Let's the birthday boy? Name. Let's use their who's name. Who's the birthday boy? We don't want to set a precedent, though. Don't demand things from us. This is a one-shot deal. One person got the birthday wish, so everyone <laughs> who, didn't think of, who didn't think to tell us it was their birthday is too late. <laughs> too late. Oh, it's... Oh, this is actually a really good name. Okay. Will McLaughlin. Nice. Nice. Will McLaughlin, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Is a hippo behavioral psychol behavioral scientist, and he is living in where? It doesn't even be New York. It could be like Metropolis. Well, right? no, because it's like you do. He gets called in to figure out what's going on, right? So, like your first introduction to like, there's the other character, right? Mm-hmm. Who's like on the ground after the whack. Like you, because you you do a wacky scene at a farm is like one of the yeah. first things because uh, uh, Picky-Potamus has lost his glasses, right? Mm-hmm. So his vision is blurry and he sees all these sheep and he thinks the oh sheep are God, the white ball. So good. So then he chases the sheep and it go- everything goes crazy and the whole farm gets destroyed and then he he spits out the sheep and then he runs off or whatever, right? And then you hard cut to hard cut to a helicopter. Doctors, right? Blood. And then it's like someone, it's like, you know, like it's the guy taking the notes and it's like someone from the EPA or whatever. And they're like, my God, it's the hippos. Something's gotten into them. What is this? Like, we need to, call, you know who we need to call. You need to call the president of the United States. And the president says, you know who you need to call. And, not then, you the, cut not to, and then you cut to Dwayne the Rock Johnson chopping wood in the forest or whatever. And they're like, we hear you're the world's top hippo man. Like, we need your help. That was a long goes, time ago. I don't know ago. about top hippo man, but then he turns around and there's a hippo standing there and he hands the hippo the log and he goes, go ahead, you can take it to the kitchen. And the hippo walks over like, man, he sure knows how to enslave those hippos. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's my wife. <laughs> So they're trying to they're trying to figure out what's going on with the hippos. Yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, our four wacky hippos have hit it big time in the city, right? Because like again, like they've they've wound up on a boat headed to New York City where the big jawbreakers are. So they're looking for the jawbreakers. I love that this is both a live action and a CG. I mean, it's essentially movie. it's like it's like it's King like Kong. Smurfs. It's like King Kong doesn't know what's going on. I feel like this just ends with him being like hunger, hunger killed the beast. <laughs> Dad is like these poor hippos just don't know what they're All right. in for. We need to circle the wagon. 
things a little bit. We mm-hmm. need to bring this in and actually figure out the rest of the movie. Yeah. Okay, so what? So they're looking for the hippo and the, they're looking for the the white ball in the city, right? And you get some fun wacky sequences like them eating the pearl and them. Uh, oh, it's like it's like it's like some like Daily Planet style type of building, and there's a big globe, and they're like, we're gonna eat this globe. Yeah, or like there's a um uh, there's a golf tournament going on, and they see all the golf balls, and then so you do like everyone's being really quiet at the golf game, and then these hippos just say, like like it, you know, it's like that kind yeah, of yeah. It's the it's the I mean, um, Sean the Sheep has a whole bit where it's like they are dressed up and they're going to fancy restaurants and they're ordering food. And yeah, look on their end, you're definitely like you're following these hippos and they're trying to find stuff and they're getting into trouble, right? And yes. you don't want them to get caught because they'll be from from uh, Will McLaughlin's storyline. We know that there's him who's trying to solve the problem, but we also know there are hunters that are trying to take these hippos down. So a lot of the fun is I think there's just a lot of hijinks where it's like they you know they follow this lady, they see a lady with pearls and they follow her and they show up in this fucking party and they're going around eating all the pearls and then sure enough the bad guys come and the guy escape. You're like, oh no, our hippo buddy's gonna get caught so by the bad guy. I think in the human storyline, like you have a power player pulling the strings like Tilda Swinton in Oakja, yes, right, who <laughs> yeah. is trying. To come up with hippo meat, right? Well, so I, so they're or they're like wait or or it's something where it's like they've been trying to figure out how to because the only, the problem is the hippo would be the perfect meat for their for their but they don't know how to trick them because hippos are so wily and cunning they've never been able to capture hippos in the wild. So you go to the meat. I was gonna say what I was getting to is you could steal this is a little bit of stealing from um, iZombie. Mm-hmm. But what you could do is these jawbreakers. Let's say we do set this in like night. This is like post Mad Men when people are realizing smoking's bad, mm-hmm. right? So the smoking company needs something else that's addictive that people can just eat nonstop. Instead of going for gum, they're going for jawbreakers, and this is what they're doing. They're testing. They're making these jawbreakers that are super addictive. So in iZombie, it's like it's an energy drink, and they're trying to make energy drinks like addictive and super powerful, and then some of them makes people into zombies, mm-hmm. and it's an accident that comes out but this would be like this was their experimental they can't experiment in america because it's illegal so they sent it to another or country. on humans or on humans so they sent it to another country and it spilled so first when you come to them they're like god damn it that was like our only load like what happened to the experiments like sorry the plane dropped the cargo or whatever and then so you have this thing where the guy you'd have Dwayne the rock johnson trying to figure out like what's going on he starts realizing these guys are all eating all these white things or whatever i just imagine this moment where his secretary is eating this um brand of jawbreaker she's like man these are just so damn addictive and he's like hmm. and minute. he has a chemical analysis like it's this jawbreaker company that's trying to make super addictive jawbreakers and he must have got caught by the hippos i guess i did like the idea that someone wants to eat the hippos that's the only thing. I like the idea that someone's like, ah, oh, we can, hippos are going to be the new food source. The I only like thing, that. The only thing I don't, which I, I like Because I like thing. what, because what I like about it is what it brings to the stakes. So, like, the hippos don't realize. It's a dramatic irony that, because it's one thing, okay, it's addictive jawbreakers. Oh, fucking no. Like, I'm like, but it's like something that directly is the stakes are the hippos are going to get turned into meat. And then it's also like this has stakes for hippo kind as we know it. What you would do, I'm not saying just what you would do the way that would play out. Kind of like a zombie, but the way that would play out. Because I have, I, I like the hippos eating, so we can figure that out. I just have a few. I'm not quite sure where that goes. But the the way you do it is like, it's not just like, it's, again, it's a little cartoony. It's a kid's movie. It's like. Half of it, at least. They, they, it's a formula. This formula was clearly perfected because they're like, if people eat these, they're going to be so ravenous. Like, look at these hippos. They can't live without them. If this, if we can figure out, but they don't have the, they don't have the formula because of the plane crash. So they have to catch the hippos in order to get what it was made out of or whatever. And then they can make jawbreakers and everybody's going to buy them all the time or whatever. Um, can I pitch something? You do. It's 
the it's the wacky food corporation right there's mm-hmm. this company that is like a global food like again like a nestle or something like that right and they're looking for the profits are down they're looking for that next great thing right so you do that you have a character who's like our kind of like a failed willy wonka who's a candy inventor he works in the candy company portion of the company he came up with this job breaker and it was a dud so they dumped all the contents in africa or whatever not africa wherever the jungle is uh and they got the marshlands the marshlands um and so the company is like, just bear with me. It would be like you have the evil CEO of the company realizes the hippos are hooked on this uh, jawbreaker and the hippos are looking for the jawbreakers. They find the candy guy and he's like this, like, you know, sort of like kindly older, you know, gentleman mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you do. Meanwhile, the company is like, oh, we're going to start. We're going to tell this guy we're going to make the candy so that we can you know use it as hippo bait to fucking do so we can stick his hippos are the real thing. Like the so that we can this will be our next food product or something like that. I guess the only thing with it is like it just it feels like the jawbreakers come out of nowhere. Whereas like if the jawbreakers are the beginning, I feel like that should be like the MacGuffin. And like I can get the bad guys like if what they were doing was illegal. If the if this guy figures out what how to save these hippos by realizing what they're addicted to are these like experimental candy that's more addictive than cigarettes or whatever, this company's gonna get in trouble too. So it is up for like their 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 goals like they gotta fucking clean the evidence. Like this is a problem. Like great that it, like the test worked. So we're going to f- put this thing out, but we got to stop these hippos from getting caught. Otherwise, people are going to find, like, they don't want them, they don't want people to find out. Like, as this guy starts getting close, it's like, what are these hippos addicted to? And, like, you know, one of them leaves behind, like, a spit wad and he does a test. It's like, this has the same, same sugar pro- flavor profile <laughs> as these jawbreakers. Just like these jawbreakers or whatever. So um, I don't think I understand. What do you, I don't, so. It was like. These people, okay, so if this candy company is trying to make the most addictive candy in the world that not only kids but adults will buy. No matter what, you'll go to the store and people will buy them in the same levels that people buy cigarettes. People will be ch- popping in jawbreakers every single second of the day. Mm. Driving your car, bring a pack of jawbreakers. You'll be empty with them by the time you get to the supermarket. Buy more jawbreakers. Okay. And they're testing them, but it's illegal because what they're doing is essentially putting drugs in them. There's cocaine or whatever it is. They're putting all this crazy shit in them to make them super addictive, which is they already got in trouble because it's the tobacco company or whatever. So they're doing experiments in a foreign country so they wouldn't get caught the guy's like i did it i made jawbreakers and you see behind them you the see like kids, kids are literally screaming and climbing on the cages and killing each other for he's like it's better than you could ever imagine they're most addictive candies the world's ever seen we're saying them over to you now and as as, as well as the formula which is only on this piece of paper for whatever reason yeah and then the plane drops these candies accidentally mm-hmm. and these hungry hungry hippos eat them and they get super addicted to them so they go searching for them so they go finding they find the place where they were made mm-hmm. and these hippos are ravenous looking for them this guy the good guy is like what's happened to these hippos what are they looking for so he's trying to discover the <laughs> you know what you do you hit this first thing mm-hmm. his first clue that something's wrong is they're analyzing a hippo stool sample <laughs> and he smells it and he's like this smells amazing and then he tastes it and he's uh. like this tastes like pure candy Some, something's changed in these hippos diets <laughs> It should be, and he keeps eating. The and then they're all everyone like, gets like, "My God, all oh, this!" Just everyone's this starving so out of hippo poop. Okay, gentlemen, there's a problem here. Uh, why do you say that? Because we all ate hippopotamus's <laughs> poo. Like whatever's in that is very addictive. Yeah, or whatever it is. So this drug company or tobacco company who's making these jawbreakers that are going to be the next cigarettes. Okay. And again, you would do the, the, the reason they're dangerous is because the side effect is like like cigarettes. It's like these jawbreakers give you cancer <laughs> or whatever. There's something horrible. It's just breakers... going to turn, they're going to turn people into their zombie slaves, essentially. Yeah, they're going to sure, be the ultimate consumer. Once we have them all addicted, we'll, we'll, we'll rule the world or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just, okay. I'm on board. Okay. So 
And then so, all right. So yeah, these 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 hippos, their journey is mostly just getting in hijinks and they're learning about it. All right, okay, so they discover, at some point they've got to get to what, the factory or they get captured or like, what do we like, at some point they got to, because again, to me, like yeah. the, the ultimate midpoint is like they've all worked together and they've, you know, you know like or whatever, but you're going to do that moment where like they, they are captured. each going to, but you also want to bring it back to that hungry, hungry hippo moment where they all turn on each other. Yeah. And I think that's really important. If there's some way that's like, they all get captured by they get all the they get all the um, jawbreakers they want, but they get captured by the bad guy by Mister Tobacco. Because mm-hmm. like I guess in the human plot, it'd be like him if you can make it to that when he gets the when he gets the hippos, he's gonna be able to make these super jawbreakers, so the world's in trouble now. I don't know if the hippos know that. I don't think the hippo storyline can ever be like we need to escape so that we don't get used to make the world bad or whatever. Maybe you do one of them gets okay because could you do like one gets caught. One gets caught, and you do like again. Maybe the joke is that the, the jawbreakers are like impossible to digest. So like they're gonna they need to recover a jawbreaker from this hippo's stomach. So they're gonna cut him open, right? They're gonna dissect the hippo to get the every last bit of this jawbreaker out of him, right? And they're all they, you have that weird joke because it's the first thought that it's like, wait, haven't they pooped? And then they're like, oh, that explains why we've been so constipated. They do Aww. an X-ray, and just all these shoppers are just like a damn, like they're just jammed up in there. They're too big to poop out. It's like, why don't we just wait for them to, you know? And then you know. he's like, uh, there's no time. The World's Fair is here, and the World's <laughs> Fair needs. We have to get these shoppers in the mouths of these people. Get them out. Wash them from these butts. Wash the butt stink off them, and get them to the World's Fair. Just imagine. Where like they give the hip like I don't know how they get the hippo to poop, but you just do it's like this machine gun of jawbreakers. <laughs> oh shit, that's how they break out of the prison cell. Oh, because they're indestructible jawbreakers. <laughs> they're indestructible. Okay, okay, all right. So the um, yeah, because they're all getting tummy aches, right? Yeah. And they're eating all sorts of weird junk now too, because they're just eating pearls and golf balls and whatever, right? It's a nightmare in there. <laughs> yeah, it's the ultimate. <laughs> and so then the this is so good because the the Dwayne the Rock Johnson guy realizes like crikey, you know what these uh, hippos? He's like, you know what we haven't seen once while we've been trailing these hippos is poop. They're not pooping. That's the one we just ate. But we'll well, no, 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 no. But forget, like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. Like, yeah, you yeah. do something else with that, yeah, right? Yeah. So then you do. He's got to get that. He's like, these hippos are like, the more they eat, like, they don't like. The, you got to poop, right? Yeah. Everybody they're, poops. They're, he knows some sacred. He's got like some herb, like a ginkgo. Oh like it's. He's got something that he is like. It's like hippo laxative, and it can make so the hippos laxative. poop. Yeah. And he just wants to save the hippos' lives, right? So then you would do like that's the prison break. Is they get he gets them this magical leaf that makes them poop, and then they use it to blast out of prison. <laughs> oh, okay, that's very good. So what? Okay, this is that's your midpoint. They get caught in prison, mm-hmm. and little nobody quite understands the full global scale of this jawbreaker problem. So he. And little does he realize that all Mr. Bad Tobacco person is trying to do is try and get these um, jawbreakers out. So he gives them laxative. He he joins up with the other three hippos. He's like, I'll join you guys. I just want to help you guys out or whatever. You need to stop eating people, though. <laughs> like, okay, we just, <laughs> our buddy's been caught or whatever. So he they yes, they do this prison break. They give him laxatives. All the hippos start pooping jawbreakers. And it's a hilarious sequence where they're shooting people with pooping jawbreakers. And they break out. But... 
he gave them the jawbreakers. Yeah. So like the hippos, I've escaped. So like doesn't matter. He holds up a big poopy, a big poopy uh, uh, jawbreaker. I have everything I, I have need everything right I here. <laughs> the hostile takeover of this candy company now continues with this in my hands. So then Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's putting the hippos back on a boat. It's like, well, it's been crazy. And then he suddenly he pieces it together Kaiser Sose style. And he's like, wait a second, this guy's doing something horrible. And they're like, we'll help you. Nobody's gonna believe you because this story is insane. So the four hippos help him. They instead of being selfish and going home they go back they and all they work save together the to save the city how do they save the city oh, they, you know, they eat they... the guy they straight up demolish <laughs> him they quarter him he literally gets enjoy the rock johnson asunder. literally goes to the police like you need to go to the favorite everybody's favorite candy company because they made super addictive job breakers that they you know he's about to release them at the world's fair where the entire globe has gathered, but then the stage gets stormed by four hippos who could tear it him. Be, all right, maybe we lose. Limb. Maybe we lose the pooping thing. Okay, but could it? Could the end of this thing be like again? Like all of these uh, super addictive jawbreakers are going to get unleashed on the populace at the World's Fair nice. at CandyCon, the biggest yeah, candy, candy convention <laughs> in the at world. Uh, and so the hippos have to work together to eat them all before anyone gets addicted oh, to them. Yes, that's the end. Yes. The yes, the, you, your split heist is Dwayne the Rock Johnson is on a punching him or something on something tall like the Ferris wheel. But all the hippos, <laughs> all the hippos are below eating all the candy. So you have all these montages where like a kid gets a bunch of chocolate. oh, you'd be like, great. Oh, yummy! And then a hippo comes and like you know takes the bullet essentially for your own good kid. You'd <laughs> okay. be great. You'd be great. Is that it's the first ever duel. Ferris wheel and one goes <laughs> clockwise and one goes counterclockwise. So that's just like. Dwayne's on Shit. one and the bad guys on the other, and it's just like build up for that has punch. Has anybody been? Has anybody done a fight between two Ferris wheels? Well, this will be the first That's movie to do it. Good. Okay. Um. So not to the pooping then. Okay. So they're poop. Okay. So we'll figure out the we're set out pieces. Of time. When we get All right. Into I it. think you. Okay, oh my god. All right. We're out of time. We'll we'll try to wing it in the elevator pitch to get well, what look, the wise I mean, and wherefores of that are. More or less at the end, I would say here just. Whether or not we do the, the, the heists with the hippos, I could also see that when the hippos are about to leave, Mr. Drain the Rock Johnson has figured out the plot. He tells the police the bad guy gets him arrested for being fucking insane, which everybody thought he was crazy anyways because he's a hippo behavioral psychologist. And he's the only one who knows it. So the hippos have to come back and say Dwayne the Rock Johnson to save the day. Yeah, I just still don't feel like I know what the midpoint of this movie is. The like, hippos get caught. But by whoa, what are you fucking talking about? By, by who? To, by by what? 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 Okay, so but what does that mean? Tobacco Man gets what he wanted. Tobacco Man, they get the uh, the midpoint is the hippos find their fucking their their jackpot of jawbreaker. So he lays a trap. But it for was them. a trap. Okay. So they're caught. So they got what they wanted, but now their tummy hurts, just like a kid. They got mm. their candy, but now their tummy hurts because they're in prison. And then he's got what he wanted, which is he's got the hippos, which is how he's going to get the original jawbreaker so he can make a super candy. So what did they find that they thought they had the jackpot? These had could... normal jawbreakers, not his perfect they, jawbreakers. They, they, you know, he gussied up some jawbreaker. And yeah. He laid a trap for yes, them. He, laid a he trap found out that them. they want jawbreakers, yeah. and then... They descended and then they ate a bunch of plastic balls. Yeah, and then in fact, you even do a funny thing. Well, the, like, okay, that's good though because that's good because yeah. then what you do is they have to poop all the plastic balls out to bust out of prison. Yeah, because yeah. you do like it was just a bunch of fake jawbreakers. <laughs> that's right? a good yeah. sentence so, for this podcast. So yes, you do that. It was like it's like we have these old titanium orbs. We'll just paint them white and then they'll and we'll we'll have, they're indestructible. Them in. So then that's how and then yeah yes yeah. and then so then Dwayne the Rock Johnson shows up and slips them the they all they all work together to bust out of prison and then but they're like but oh no the super jawbreaker. Are wait no, but they had all the jawbreakers in their butts originally. <laughs> okay. I think they maybe one of them has a little piece of jawbreaker stuck behind his tooth, and they use that to reverse engineer a whole bunch of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I like sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. Yeah, they're gonna take sweet tooth's tooth. <gasps> 
No. Yeah. No. That's it. Oh, because he saves a piece behind his tooth. Yeah, he's later. been licking a piece behind his tooth the whole time. And you do a scene where he's sleeping and he's snoring and his so mouth's open just... and all the hippos are trying to put their mouths into his mouth to take the little piece of jawbreaker he's got. Yeah. So is he just like high the whole time? I don't know. I don't know what you do with sweet tooth, but I like the idea that, yeah, like his tooth has like the jawbreaker DNA, so they're going to remove his tooth. <laughs> To reverse engineer the jawbreaker, um, and so then they've got to bust. They've all got to work together by pooping out these titanium balls to break out of prison, <laughs> so that they can save Sweet Tooth and get out of there. But then they're like, no, but they got the formula somehow from Sweet Tooth's tooth. I don't know. Nice. Um, and now they got to go save the Sweet world. Tooth. Loses his tooth, but they're like, Sweet Tooth, you weren't defined by your anatomical features. <laughs> You've had Sweet Tooth this whole time. He's like, you're right, and he like eats, and they tear <laughs> the guy apart. Yes, yeah, so at the end they definitely tear a guy apart. It's just like, just spray the whole front Anyway, they go back crest. to the jungle, and they've learned a valuable lesson about not eating too much And then the parents come back, and they're like, did you kids have a good time when we were away? They're like, we had the best. And they're like, where'd you get this? Like, sweet tooth, your tooth fell out. And they're like, they have all these, like, souvenirs, and they barf up a pearl, and then, and then it's Hungry Hungry Hippos, too, to search for the I was going to say, they tear the, guy, they tear the guy apart. They tear the guy apart. They eat him. And then Johnson uh, <laughs> puts on a boat and then waves them off, and then whatever is somebody, his partner, they're watching them go, and they're like, you know what's the only problem with like what is like now they have a taste for human blood and then you <laughs> to them on the boat and they're all like shivering they're like I, i'm really hungry for something and then hungry hungry hippos too is definitely them coming back for human blood yes, yes. Okay. okay when we come back that's a movie i guess the elevator pitch <laughs> Genre film fans, hear me. I know you're out there. Do not be ashamed of your love for gore, action, sci-fi, or fantasy. It's time to come out of the shadows. Because on Switchblade Sisters, we celebrate our love for genre films. I'm film critic April Wolf. Each week I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their fave genre film. And we cover film craft, getting projects off the ground, working with actors, and our general love for genre movies. I've had so many great guests like Heather Graham. In the past, it's like so many films are made by men that the female point of view is not always respected, which is why all these stories haven't come out till now. Jennifer's body director, Karin Kusama. I think there's a lot more fantasy and a lot more expectation projected onto a woman director. Comedian and actor, Kate Berlant. I mean, it sounds so cheesy to talk about it in yourself, like, you just keep going, You're, you know, I'm just a vessel, like, I, I just do it, you know, I don't think, but, like, that is what it is. And many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Story Break, everybody. This is a recent lottery winner, Matthew Arnold. So I've just received um, about $100 million. And yes, I nice. know I have a kid on the way, but fuck that. <laughs> I bought the rice to Hungry Hungry Hippos, and now the power's in my hand. That's right. I get to decide if I make this movie. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you guys already know this, because before the break, I both gave you the task of coming up with the perfect Hungry Hungry Hippos jingle. And whoever, uh, whoever impresses me, well, um, I guess... You'll make the movie. Well, fun history lesson. This is actually how Gilligan's Island got made, is that they walked into the room and sang the Gilligan's Island theme song, and then that was the pitch for the show. Really? Like This used to be a thing back in the day, was you would pitch with the jingle for the show. So Freddie and I uh, have concocted separate jingles. Yep. Uh, Competing and- jingles. This is a rap battle. So it's a it's a rap battle. Do you want me to accompany your jingle? Uh, yes, if you could. Please don't sabotage my I part will, of the I rap won't battle. sabotage it. Okay. I won't sabotage it. All right. We want a good, clean jingle fight. Uh, Freddie, you want to go first? No, I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. Right. Heads or tails? Heads. Okay. If it's heads, you go first. It's tails. So well, I go first? You go first. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. This is my jingle for the Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Give, Freddie, give me a conga, conga, conga. 
We're hungry, hungry hippos. Our parents left us alone. We're supposed to eat our veggies. But what's this tasty candy? It's white and round and tasty. We're eating it real hasty. And now we are a Jones Inn. So we are a Go-Owen. All the way to New York City, where white orbs are a plenty. Pearls and moons and golf balls. We're gonna eat them all. Hey, I'm William McLaughlin, and I am going all in to save my friends, the hippos, from some corporate bozos. The hippos fell for a trap, and now they've got a crap to poop their way to freedom, because Sweet Tooth really needs them. It's hippos to the rescue. We saved our buddy Sweet Tooth, but we're just getting started. Now candy cons our target. We're gobbling all the candy. To stop the corporate baddies, we've learned a precious lesson. Sharing with your family is a blessing. <laughs> very Not good. bad. Mine is a little more closer to the. Uh, Freddy, to the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish you had gone first or? Hungry, hungry hippos. We're eating plants all day. Then all of a sudden, some candy came their way. Hungry, hungry hippos. Ate those sweets off the floor. Then they went across an ocean to try and get some more. Hungry, hungry hippos ate a pearl or two. And maybe one of them gets blasted to the moon. Hungry, hungry hippos fuck shit up in NYC. But then one of them gets captured and now they're down to three. Hungry, hungry hippos escape all as a group. When Dwayne the Rock Johnson makes them all poop. Hungry, hungry hippos, they ate all of those sweets and came back from the city with a taste for human meat. <laughs> Would Both of those sum up the movie pretty well. Pretty well. well. Yeah. Would one's you... kind of the producer's cut and one's the director's cut. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Would you two be willing to work together? <laughs> a collab. And now is this Freddy is this F dubs feet Will or oh, Will feet F dubs? Yeah, who's the feet on the album? This is this is um Matt feet Will <laughs> And this is Story Break feet Will and Matt and Freddie. Hey. Thank you all for listening. Will, do you want some old-timey music as you go through the art? Uh, yes, I would absolutely love that, Freddie. Thank you so much. Well, guys, it was a great week for fan art here at Story Break. We got a couple really wonderful submissions. Uh, we got an incredible little animation from 8, recapping uh, the little bit at the end of the last episode uh, that features 8 getting brought down by the Popo uh, for copyright violations. So um, just so you know, 8, uh, we're still coming after you. We have the house surrounded. Come out with your hands up. Uh, thanks as well to Andrew J. Young for an incredible poster for Reich Place, Wrong Time, which I thought was a very... Very good uh, title for yes. the time travel Hitler Nazi assassination movie. Uh, and then we also got a really awesome piece of uh, fan art from Dread Tower, uh, who also gave us a poster for Right, right Place Rocking Time. Uh, we'll have all of those up on the Story Break Twitter account for you to check out at RJ. One of those Story posters Break. is intense. It's just a seven-year-old girl holding a gun. <laughs> Pointing it at Hitler. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty so, uh, yeah, that was a really nice, fun, pulpy poster uh, from uh, Dread Tower. So, thank Thanks, you guys. Everybody. Thank you guys so much. The, the art really makes our day. 
uh, makes this podcast so worthwhile because putting up with these two guys is hell on earth. So <laughs> really makes my day. Um, and uh, thanks to everyone who's been leaving us reviews on iTunes. Yeah, thanks everyone following us on RJ Story Break. Just a little bit of news this week. Uh, one of the things that we've been working on for the past couple months, Anime Crimes Division, uh, Season 2, uh, starring Sung Wan Cho, a.k.a. Pro ZD. You may have seen some of his very funny uh, videos on Twitter. Season 2 comes out this week, this Friday, September 7th. It's going to be on YouTube.com slash RocketJump and also on Crunchyroll uh, if you have that. So do check that out. I think it came out really well. We're really proud of it. Everybody's gotten their hands in on there. Uh, it's, it's actually a, written by good boy Anthony. Yeah, Parsons, written by who Anthony. We should get who, on this podcast. Yeah, we've been talking about We should about get that. Anthony on this podcast. We had a sister on who's the cooler birch. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll um, uh, Enemy Crimes Vision Season 2. And if you haven't seen Season 1, it's on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash rocketjump. So check it out. If you're a fan of just anime at all, uh, it's a very silly show, and we had a really good time making it. And someone, uh, ProZD, is a blast to work with. Riley Rose Critchlow as well, who was uh, in VGHS. Check it out. A little bit more podcast news. We are officially on Spotify, on Spotify now. now. Yeah. Uh, so we have been trying to get on Spotify for a while, uh, and we are, we've officially got the podcast on Spotify. So if you have friends who are friends of Spotify, tell them to listen to our show on Spotify because Spotify is cool. I think what you meant to say is that you've been trying to get on Spotify for a while. I don't know who this is for. Me and Will have, me and Freddie didn't even know we were on. So Will's been doing all the work and got us on Spotify. We did it, everyone. We're on Spotify. If you like listening to podcasts on Spotify, check us out on Spotify. Are there reviews on Spotify? No, not yet. Okay, then I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Thanks as well to Cameron Covell as always our ace sound editor for making us sound good and, and maximumfun.org for having us having this very silly show on you can podcast. catch you can catch great podcasts on maximumfun.org like story break and stop podcasting yourself Jordan Jesse Go Judge John Hodgman uh, all the McElroy shows Freddie weren't stuff. you on a Maximum Fun podcast yeah recently. I was on International Waters which just came out this week this Labor Day week so if you want to see want to hear my goofy insanity you want more of that boy then, oh boy then what are you waiting for very bad very, very bad. bad what are you talking oh about God. two for one will that's my move doing the same joke twice you know what my move is What's is that? the garden of eaton hey hey you guys hungry you want to go get something at the garden of eaton we're gonna well, go hang out to the garden of eaton and get some food we hope you guys had a good time with the podcast this week the garden of eaton break brought to you by story break we'll bring it, I mean, on Freddy, spotify get us out get us out here Freddie. thanks everybody thanks for listening and until next week Eat at wherever you are going. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like Jimmy Pardo. My Aunt Pat for Christmas once got me a uh, candelabra, you you know, for my collection. (laughs) And my brother said, I didn't know you collected candelabras. And I went, I do. I now have one. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Dwyer. Bob Barker's turning over in his almost grave right now. He's very much (laughs) And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This new Reichland Reavers team sure looks like a bunch of underdogs. No way they can win this game. Oh, they just won the game! You know, you ain't half bad for an arc. You know, I think I had you dwarves wrong. God, I hope nobody realizes I'm the one eating the babies. 
Hey, Creepy Han Solo, you sort of feel like a brother to me now. Thanks, kid, for letting me betray you. Ooh, right in the back! So much treachery! (laughs) Our quarterback is now the bad guy's quarterback. Who's going to be our quarterback? I am. There are some things you cannot breed. Defeat must be absolute. It's not enough to win. Others must fail. Gorvidal said that. Oh my god, they're doing the play that killed Eric's brother! Die, human. Not this human. Blood Bowl. The New York Times raves it's Mad Max meets Lord of the Rings meets Moneyball meets Seven Samurai. A story break picture touching down to a summer near you. Well, there you have it, folks. A new story break experiment sliced and diced by Cameron Covell the trailer a little trailer thing we've been talking about doing something like that for a bit haven't we I really like the trailer which I have not listened to yet because we <laughs> recorded this before we saw the finished cut but, but, but I'm you, assuming it's great but you folks at home know for sure whether or not it was just good or merely great why don't you tweet at us at RJ Story Break do let us know what you think about the new little ending tag we're trying out some stuff and that's one of the things that we tried out we would love to hear from you uh, speaking of hearing from you we did hear from you a little bit this week in terms of fan art let's let's hand the mic over to will hey guys it's me will again on and the gals. podcast and gals and everybody um, else uh we got a uh, another poster for um our time travel hitler assassination movie from dane sager kelly who did this very funny like it's like siri is what caused the problem <laughs> i can see siri, that i want to go back in time and kill hitler's seven-year-old it was very good i could so see that. uh good job dane really good poster and then we also got one for hungry hungry hippos from hey. andrew young um, they're hungry for adventure is the tagline on that one. Uh, these are both up on the Rocket Jump Story Break Twitter account. So uh, go check them out there and uh, laugh along in you, real time. You know what I tried this week that's actually a lot harder than you think? Try just drawing a hippo right now. Oh, like the hippo, like just the a bicycle hippo. test? Just draw like a, yeah, just draw a hippo. I mean, right you now. have a good idea in your head of what you think it is. Your hands will not do what you want that to do. I feel like my hippo would look as close to a hippo as my horse would look like to a horse. Like, so. I don't think it's like that much harder than <laughs> So not like either of them is the point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you to MaximumFun.org for having us on their excellent podcast network. Head over to MaximumFun.org and check out all manner of audio-based entertainment that you can fill the void in your lives with, including uh, this show. Um, I'd li- I'd also like to thank Yakuza Zero for being the greatest video game of all time <laughs> yes. that me, Matt, and Freddie are all obsessed with now. So if you haven't played Yakuza Zero, go play it. It's great. Speaking of which, if you want to see me playing Yakuza Zero, uh, you can head over to fb.gg, the Facebook streaming site slash rockettojump.com, spelled out D O T C O M. That's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you again, also to Cameron Covell for slicing and dicing these episodes. So until next time, what is your favorite story break episode. I hope it's this one. Bye, guys. (laughs) And rolling. The news today is terrible, so why not forget about it while listening to Jonah Radio uh, with Cash Hartzell. Hey, everybody. Featuring Neil Mahoney. Also me. This is a podcast where we play music submitted by a uh, listener. We hang out, we listen to new tunes, and uh, we take submissions at Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. Come and check us out. We're here anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. be here. So, and that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled uh, podcast. Yeah.